This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Back to making moves with TK. I am here with Queen Angelica. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Have you been on a podcast before? I have. Most of them have been like virtual because of the pandemic. Yeah. Zoom. And this is my first in-person one. Oh, really? So I feel like Yay! I made it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. <laughs> no, I'm so uh, honored to have you here because I know you're a busy bee. So thank you so much for taking the time. Of course. Um, so Angelica, give me your little like elevator pitch um, for people that don't know who you are. Tell us all where you're from, what you're all about, what you do. Yeah, so my name is Angelica. I'm a product marketing manager at YouTube slash Google, and I just graduated in May of 2021, so I'm a new grad. And then in the pandemic, I started making social media content about working in tech, Mm -hmm. being a Gen Z, figuring life out, my Hannah Montana double life. Yeah, and me. That literally you. Yeah. And so I'm so excited to be here and talk about all things living your dream life, your best two lives, having it all and kind of figuring it out. (laughs) No, I love it. Um, And where are you from? So I was born and raised in Orange County, so not too far from here. And I went to school in the Bay Area. I went to UC Berkeley. Uh Go Bears. Go Bears. (laughs) And then I, obviously, during the pandemic, was with home. My family actually moved to Austin, Texas. And then I moved out to L.A. to start my job. And it was my first time being in L.A., L.A., Uh because living and growing up in OC under 18, it's it's different visiting LA totally. for Straw versus living here. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, it's been really fun. No, I'm so excited for you because I feel like it is hard for someone to move here and like make it and like make LA their bitch essentially. And like, I don't know, find like a, a bunch of different groups of people. And like, I don't know. I just feel, I know that you're the type of person that will like make it a fun, awesome place and like make the most of it. Yeah. So I'm so excited for you because a lot of people will blame the city. Like LA sucks. Like right. the people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, maybe you're the problem. You know what I mean? And you're the type of girl that's not like that. You'll figure <laughs> it out. And I respect that. No, I think that's how I, li- I also enjoy your content too is because I know we have like our work friends and then we Uh have our influencer friends and then we have like family friends. And I always tell people it's not L.A., right? I promise. It isn't. You can find so many great people at workout classes. I don't know. Join a club. Join church. Mm -hmm. Join pottery class. There are so many things beyond, quote unquote, that influencer, that scene, which most of those people didn't come from L.A. So, yeah, let's not give L.A. a bad name. I know. It's not (laughs) the city. I really the only thing that I unfortunately blame the city on sometimes is it's really hard to date here okay but i'm trying not to blame the city are you trying to date in the scene though or like do you you know what i mean like maybe it's easier to date if you're like not i just think the convenience of dating here is a lot harder than somewhere like back home where it's like 
there's like three main bars you go to. Do you know what I mean? Here, there's like so many pockets. There's so many neighborhoods. Everyone's busy. It takes 45 minutes to get everywhere. Like the convenience of dating is just harder than like even in New York. Like you can just walk, walk somewhere, uh-huh. meet them. Like people, mm-hmm. that's a normal thing to do after work. Like for me to go to the west side after work, that is a trek. You know, come there. I'm there. I know. Right. <laughs> so it's just like I think the convenience of it. it yeah. The city itself makes it a little bit challenging. But um, I don't know. It's funny because I'm like the dating's hard, but I'm like, do I want a boyfriend right now? No. No. Let it. So what is it? Don't chase. Let it attract. Let it It'll attract. happen. I, I, I yeah. don't chase. I let it. I attract. Yeah. That's I the TikTok. Yeah. All the people I know in the best relationships, it just comes. No one's. It don't just be, happens. Don't be like, you know. Yeah. It'll, it'll happen if have you, you want Have you been it. on any, any dates yet living in LA here? So I actually have a boyfriend. And oh, my, oh, my God. I didn't know that. <laughs> I actually don't post about my relationship online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have a boyfriend. Yeah. Where does he live? He lives in LA. Okay. Yeah. So it's been really great. Like, Wait. Love that. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> it's God. It's been an offline boyfriend. And it's nice because, I don't know, I just like having that part of my life separate. Yeah. And, like, my friends who ask and I share. And I also love being that girl that you can't tell that they have a boyfriend or not uh-huh. because – Having a boyfriend is not my entire personality. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much more to me. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I think that's actually pretty smart if you're, like, business-wise. Like, it's kind of scary to, like, include. Mm-hmm. How about you? Are you scared to, like, introduce people or even, like, let's say you're dating for a few months? Do oh, you feel, like, I would clout definitely, Yeah, I definitely, I think, would not show them for a long time. Got it. And I... I I don't think I'll ever base my content around them. You know what I mean? No boyfriend talk? <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I, I mean, never say never, you know? Um, I could see myself, like, not being afraid to show them, but I don't want to make it, like, mm. why people watch me, you know? Got it. 24 um, hours, handcuff? Yeah, handcuff Buying a house challenge. together? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe one day that'll be yeah. my era for me, but I don't see it. I also don't see myself, like, dating another, like, I guess, YouTuber. I mean, you never know, but, like, I don't see myself dating someone that's, like, wanting willingly wanting Mm -hmm. to be like the star of my vlogs like I just don't see that I think especially for people like us it's my boyfriend's like this where he barely cares about social media yeah he doesn't have a tiktok that's where my largest following is he doesn't he just doesn't care doesn't get it and Uh he loves what I do and support and that balance is so nice because you can just do your own thing yeah and then we have our own thing it's like a part of that is so attractive to me because I'm like ooh, I would love someone that like doesn't have social media, doesn't care. But part of me is also like, damn, like I'm so passionate about this. It would kind of be nice to have someone that's like just as passionate yeah. and like we could bounce ideas off each other. But I'm like, is that just like my work wife, like Alicia? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like right. it doesn't have to be my significant <laughs> other. So I don't know. I like I go between both because both lifestyles are intriguing to me. I know you're into finance boys. And yeah, finance I need, bros. I need to talk you out of those. Wait, really? <laughs> Do I need to get into more of the tech guys? Tech guys. Because finance bros, not to generalize, not to stereotype, <laughs> stereotype, but I went to like a competitive school with a lot of finance bros. Yeah. And uh, they're not they're, they're not, they're not gonna treat you like the main character you deserve to be. Okay, so a tech bro maybe? Tech bro who lives a great money, comfy job, does their own Hot. thing, you know, and they don't work ninety hours. Some of these finance bros work way too much. Yeah. Some, like, of the crazy, like, firms, they, like, that's why all those Wall Street guys, like, do insane drugs and stuff because they, like, work so much. Like, yeah. in Wolf and Wall Street, like, that shit's real. That shit's real. And also in college and those, like, business communities. Yeah. They're always grinding in the finance. Well, I think it's a little blow, you know. Yeah. Not to generalize. There, I'm sure there's always a diamond in the rough. <laughs> yeah. But what is it? 
I think a lot of girls are like, finance boy. But I was like, I don't think you understand. Finance boy is not going to treat you like a main character. Yeah. Okay. Tech. I need to like date in tech, tech more. Yeah. Chill. I don't know. Someone. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your job. How did you get it? Because you have the most epic job ever. So I was a college student figuring out what I want to do. And honestly, like a lot of people applying to every industry, I always was interested in marketing. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, marketing is one of those industries as an entry new grad, you either work in in-house marketing that doesn't pay that well, or you work at agency marketing, which that doesn't pay that well. Mm. And me being like coming from a pretentious, you know, overachieving school, I just like didn't have that pride and conf oh. confidence to like, you know, it was just me and an insecurity thing. I wasn't ready to be like, okay, I'm going to graduate from this great school and working at when my peers were going investment banking, consulting and all that stuff. Yeah. Right? There was this pressure. Uh -huh. So then I was like, I love marketing, but I could also work in consulting. I could uh -huh. do banking. Like, I think a lot of people could do a lot of things. Right? Yeah. So I was applying everywhere. And then all, there's this position at Google, their internship, the APMM internship, Associate Product Marketing Manager internship. And that was... That's like everyone, I think, people who like marketing and consulting and business strat and you want to work in tech, that is like the golden internship. I applied, never in a million years thinking I would land it, right? Never had a previous internship. That didn't have sexy experiences before. Uh -huh. And then I got the internship. Wait, that is crazy. Did you know anyone there? So I did have a referral. Okay. That's big, though. That helps. Yeah, that helps a lot. But... I think I can mix even me working on the in the company. I don't really know how much referrals help either because I referred people. They never even get a first round. Oh, wow. I referred people who I thought were, and I don't know if they're like the most qualified, but yeah. who knows? And then they get the job. That's crazy. So I don't know how much. I mean, I'm super thankful and grateful that I got that referral. Mm -hmm. So obviously, if you're applying to tech companies, I highly recommend you get a referral because some of these companies, they get like 15,000 applications a week. Yeah. 20,000. It's crazy. So anything to at least help you a little bit is going to be the best. Uh -huh. And then I landed that internship right before the pandemic. Dude. Like January 2020. Like chef's kiss timing. Life was opening up. I landed the internship. I was like, I can slack off now. Did Let's you not party. think you were like ruling the world when you got that internship? I would think I was so cool. I, if I got thought that. I was like, oh my gosh, I can finally breathe. Yeah. And then I was like, I can actually start social media now. That's the best feeling. That's what I did. I was like, because I wanted to start social media, but I was like, I'm going to wait for an internship. I need to secure the bag first. Yeah. Junior internship. Landed an internship, started social media. Life was great. And then shut down in March. No. And then I did the summer internship. I'm so thankful it didn't get canceled. I know a lot of internships did. Yeah. A lot of my brothers like yeah. did. And it's just even huge companies just like they just didn't know what to do with these like virtual interns. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, Google... A lot of our work, even before the pandemic, was virtual. virtual. So I had my internship. I was on the Google Pay team. It was really cool. It was like leading up to a new launch. Gen Z, like finance, personal finance, oh gosh, college awesome. marketing. I built all that strategy out. And then at the end of that internship, I got, I do a return interview to get that return offer after senior year. Uh -huh. Super thankfully, I landed it. And then I started senior year, like oh, two weeks in, knowing I had a full-time job. Dude. So senior year, I was like, I'm clocking Epic. out. Yeah. Okay, so how did you, what advice would you give to someone that is in their junior year or senior year? They're like, I'm freaking out. I don't have a job. Yeah. I like kind of had an okay internship. Yeah. I want to, I want a good ass job. I want a big company name. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I don't have connections. What would you do? So first things first, I want people to realize it's okay not to have an internship, not to have a sexy internship, not to even have a job ready lined up after graduating because I understand that's 
most students at that age. Completely and agree. Especially, I think, especially if you go to like schools in competitive areas like LA or New York or SF uh-huh. or even Austin, like you're not brainwashed, but you're just in this like rush mentality. And it seems like everyone has everything lined up and like they're so secure right. and then you're the only one. Yeah. But really it's not like that. It's not like Everyone's that. freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. And also take a step back in the entirety of the United States a lot more people are like you than the people who around you have yeah. like a sexy internship. Mm-hmm. So if that's first. Second, I would say network like crazy, but do it in a way I call tasteful networking, right? Okay. It's like speed dating. Not everyone you meet is going to like you and not everyone you meet you're going to like either, yeah. right? So meet a whole bunch of people, use LinkedIn, reach out and be intentional. Like, hey, like if I reach out to, hey, TK, love what you do. I'm interested in being an audio producer, would love 10 minutes to chat, and I have some great ideas for your podcast. Yeah. Keep it simple and a direct call to action of like a similar interest and what you want to do, maybe a five-minute call. Yeah. Do that to 100 people. On LinkedIn? I recommend LinkedIn. Okay. Also, check off like your college alumni so you can filter through. Uh Uh-huh. Even companies you're interested in. These are all things you can do on LinkedIn. I'm yeah. not paid by LinkedIn. Yeah. But uh, if you want to sponsor us. Neither of us are paid by LinkedIn, LinkedIn. But if LinkedIn, you want to sponsor, sponsor us, us. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do like a duo. duo <laughs> Make TikTok, it YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be great. But use LinkedIn. No, I love LinkedIn. I LinkedIn stalk it, people all the time. I just connected with you, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like added you because I've recently updated mine. Yeah, get on because it. Because I, I know, well, I used to be a hoe for LinkedIn. And before I like got my job with Leisha and I was like doing the CBS thing, mm-hmm. doing stuff with Amazon, whatever. And like all the trying to get these sexy internships because the only way you can is literally through LinkedIn. I had no connections. Mm-hmm. So I was just cold like e- or messaging people on there connecting with any anyone i mm-hmm. could and um it's the best resource and it's so underrated yep and even in entertainment i feel like people in entertainment think that like oh i need like a ton of followers on instagram nope. i'm like no use linkedin and um i just recently updated mine because Good. honestly i was like alicia like what do i put <laughs> Because I'm, like, doing a, a bunch of different things. And so I went over with her. I finally, like, pimped it out. Yeah, and good. now I've been, like, connecting. Because even for me, I'm like, wow, I could still utilize this 100%. so much to my advantage. And I don't know. I love connecting with people. So I, I highly recommend LinkedIn. And even this podcast or any projects you have, post on LinkedIn. Do a little You're thing. You're so right. It, this is, like, free eyeballs, people in industry. This You're is free so tra- right. Yeah. You're inspiring me. <laughs> You're inspiring me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 Hard Challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most 
is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Mwah! Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. <laughs> But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a Liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a Liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. What would you say... So-and-so wants to move out to L.A. Mm -hmm. and get a job at, let's say it's Warner Brothers yeah. or Google or something. Um, what would you do? Like, yeah. give me specifics. So after um, networking and getting referrals, getting contact and finding people who are your mentors, your advocates, getting opportunities for you, right? And that's through LinkedIn, LinkedIn messaging them. personal, okay. whatever. Career, you know, your school alumni events, whatever you want to call them. And then I would really say, if you're not hearing back from most companies, that means your resume is not getting through the software, right? Oh, okay. I think resume is like public speaking. Everyone thinks that they're good at it. Mm. Everyone thinks they have a good resume, right? Mm. I think most resumes I've seen are not good. Yeah. And you need to make sure every single line, I know a lot of people just kind of like, well, I'll just use like filler words. Every line needs to tell a story. How much your impact, actions, skills, learned in every line to tell a story arc instead of just doing BS on it. This is so good. Also, can I just chime in here for yeah. a second? That was so well said because I get internships. I have an email that basically people can reach out to me and I try and match make like oh. employees with um, employers. Oh, do you take a commission on that? You got no, I don't. I, I've like, she's a, a lot hunter. of people. Yeah, a lot of people have been like, have tried to pay me. And honestly, it's right now, it's fun for me to do. I, okay. I like it. And also, you just never know where someone's going to get. And I like being able to have that connection. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who knows? One day I might turn it into a business. A headhunter. But um, <laughs> people send me their email or their resumes all the time. And people think that they should put what the company thinks mm -hmm. would be good. Mm -hmm. So they'll put like filler, miscellaneous, random business words. They're like, 
great leader in teamwork environment, blah, blah, right, blah, right. like sexy. Like, but it tells you nothing. No. And I, th- I think people don't realize, like, at the end of the day, yeah, there is a machine that, like, you know, filters through resumes and gets you yes. into a human's hands. Correct. And you have to think, like, when it gets that human's hands, what's going to make you stand out? Right. And it, it has to, like, you, you really have to stand out and tell mm-hmm. a story in every line. Yep. In every position and tell, like... You want to see someone's passion and their energy through right. your resume. Exactly. And I don't know. I was just helping my brother with this. He was like filling out an application. I, it was like a UT, UTA application. It's like a big agency in LA. And he was like using all these like businessy like buzzwords. Per, yeah, yeah. Per my last like, you know, vi- like business email, like lingo. It's like per my last email or like. Um, circling back, you know what I mean, like stuff like that. And I was like, Philip, like this is the most non-you, right? Like application. Like I have, like you literally look like a robot, right? And I was like, add a, add some flavor, like mm-hmm. spice it up, like what's your actual dream? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and he was just like putting what he thought they would like versus like right. putting what he actually is. You can be professional and have your own personality. And have some spice and right. flair and juice. Right. And people like that. And of course, that doesn't mean be like, what's up, dog? Yeah, yeah. Like, Give me a job, bro. Yo, you know? homie. Yeah. Homie, hook yeah. it up. Look at my followers, you know? But <laughs> Period, be- queen. Yeah. <laughs> Her. <laughs> but exactly, I think people really underestimate their resume uh-huh. and their power of words. Action-driven. So I think get that resume cleaned up. How? What's What are some easy ways to clean it up? Well, I mean, you can just Google... No plug on Google, but search up um, action words that are good for resume. So whether it's, you know, spearheaded or led or fundraise, like even if it's let's say you manage a Etsy Instagram account with 300 followers, that's still cool. Yeah. And drove up engagement by 10 percent in three weeks. Those are great numbers to have, even if the actual numbers might be small. That's impact and change you're bringing. Yeah. And they want to see that rather than just. Running, running an Etsy account and having great loyal engagement. Yeah. That doesn't tell me anything about it. Exactly. Even if you have a smaller account or smaller business or so, smaller volunteer, even if you fundraise like 20 bucks at a base, bake sale, talk about it in a sexy way. You even have to, it's almost like you have to romanticize the shit. You oh, know yes. How, okay. yes. Yes. You know how <laughs> New York City TikTokers are known for romanticizing the fork out of New York and people are like this is not how New York is right right? there's trash everywhere correct rats like what cockroaches whatever it is and it's like I love New York I'm not trying to shit on it but it's crazy when people like romanticize even I romanticize like downtown LA like of course there's like bad parts of it and there's just sexy parts of it and I'm like romanticizing showing the sexy parts you have to romanticize and show the sexy parts of you and the job you've done yep um and like the little tiny internship that didn't really matter like romanticize the fork out of it yeah it it mattered because you learn and also depending on the role you can kind of spin it in like even if your role was in sales or customer service Uh you want a marketing role put that marketing spin on it yeah i'm not saying lie on your resume but just tweak Tweak it it. and you probably had marketing or whatever job you're trying to get those kind of experiences in a non titled role whether it was like sales or customer service or something completely different spin it in that way exactly what you said you yeah. have to romanticize not make what you did seem more important than it is because everything you do is important yeah but really capture that because you know everything you did the employers or who are going to hire you don't totally and i think it's there is something to it like about making it stand out and showing your passion towards that small mm-hmm. internship you know mm-hmm. what i mean even though it is like 
a big deal and it matters. I think showing your passion, like I got this from this, like point A to mm-hmm. point B in this amount of time. Right. And we did it with one other employee or like right. one other coworker and just like, I don't know. I think, yeah, yeah, making it look sexy is totally an art and makes you stand out. So then after your resume, I would apply everywhere, every okay. industry. And it's really a numbers game. Yes, there's luck. Yes, there's talent. Yes, there's skill, all that stuff. But it's such a numbers game in this industry. And especially in competitive companies, you never know what's going to hit. And then also, side note, if you can't get an internship or position at that, let's say, a UTA, right, or a Warner Brothers, think about what companies work with those companies. Is it agencies, marketing agencies, design agencies, production agencies? They hire out vendors, temp workers, right, Mm -hmm. from different other smaller companies, mm-hmm. go apply to that company. Yeah, And then because then when they get a full-time job at Warner Brothers and there's a job opening, they've already worked with you. So they're going to be like, oh, let's just bring in Angelica for that position. Absolutely. Let's just bring in TK. So if you can't get to your like your main you know, circle of where you want to be, think of the secondary circle of companies that could trickle into that. And that's okay too. Well, so much of this industry and life is right, right place, right time. Right. And you want to be in that second circle. So when mm-hmm. one little position in the circle you want to be in opens up, right? The, people want easy. Like the recruiter wants to find someone that's perfect and easy for the job and a no-brainer. And if you are in that second circle, super easy for them, it's like you're like the golden ticket. They just see it. It They're, they're going to hire you in an instant. Yeah. So you kind of have to make yourself like applicable for that position. I've been learning this at just corporate life in yeah. general too is that a lot of people can do good work a lot of people are smart a lot of people are talented but people who really get to move up and down left to right and getting things done and getting their name out there even in a corporation is people who can advocate for themselves not only show what you can do but tell people what you've been doing build those relationships because when that first tier circle things open up there's a lot of people who can do that job right but so they're gonna true. pick someone oh, I love the way TK has worked with me on that project. Uh-huh. Are they going to remember who the absolute best person of all time who ever worked on that project is? No. No. They're going to just be like, let's bring TK in. Yeah. So it's that finding that balance of like doing the hard work, having the skills to get to that tier two circle, but then having that relationship and advocating for yourself and speaking up for your talent so people can think of you when that tier one opens up. Yeah. Uh, no, I love that. I want to go back to when you talked about reaching out via LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So you send the message, mm-hmm. the tasteful networking. You send the message and the person responds. They're like, yeah, I'm available Thursday for a call. Right. You get on the call. What do you say? So I would always go into the call with a clear agenda. Number one, please do your research on this person. OK. I feel like Agreed. some of the coffee chats I'm sure you have had, too. And they're like wanting to learn about you and your job. And that's fine. But a and lot it's of the a waste stuff, of time. Yeah, you can look at my LinkedIn. You and I both make content about what we do. Mm-hmm. So we can do, yeah, a little short intro, but come in with specific things you want to ask me about or talk about. Two way conversation, whether it's advice on how to go from this industry, from this industry, how to start social media when you're working a nine to five. Mm-hmm. How like to, you would for a date. You'd stalk yeah. the person first. Stalk the person a little bit and then come with questions that so they know that you did your research. Mm-hmm. And This is my number one thing in life in general when it comes to anything professional, business, recruiting internships. Do not ramble. A lot of people, I feel like, think that they are good at public speaking Mm. and talking with people, but a lot of people tend to ramble. Okay. And I feel like when you ramble, you lose people really quickly. Mm. You need to get quickly to the point 
of what you want to do, what you're here for, because it's really easy to get caught up in so many things that people are like, okay, this person's just rambling. Like, be clear on your intentions and Uh what you want to do and how they can help because time is money. And people like people who move quick and, like, get with it. Also, I think being on the side where sometimes I'll get coffee and, like, uh, you know, help someone out or maybe connect someone or do that little, you know, interview, Mm -hmm. I guess. I like when people ask me questions that genuinely make me think Mm -hmm. or that I've never heard before. Yeah. Because that's what makes someone stand out, too. Like, you... You can pretty much figure out a lot of stuff on your own. Like, what are the questions you can't figure out on your own? You know what I mean? By, like, by researching me. Mm -hmm. Or, like, it is so simple and you think people would know that. But, like, come on, people. Like, figure out everything you possibly can about that person and more before you go in. And you can ask the really, like, juicy, nitty-gritty questions that you couldn't get from just, like, their podcast or um, their social media that like their content that they make or um, that they've said on someone else's podcast. I think that's such good advice. Yeah. So once you get that phone call, go in, no rambling. Uh, What would you say is the cutoff to like rambling? I would say nail your elevator pitch, right? Whether it's 30 seconds or one minute, who you are, what you've been interested in, where you want to go. That pitch is so important. And then have clear you know, action items that you want to talk about, like, you know, would love to talk about your experience transitioning from X, Y, Z. Like, I would love to walk you through my resume. Do you have any advice? Just be clear instead of expecting the person you're coffee chatting to drive the conversation when you need to drive the conversation. Oh, so come ready to drive the conversation. Drive and also, like, obviously do that back and forth. Yeah. But it's the worst feeling when you get reached out to and you take time and then they're really not sure even what they're really what wanting. They want. And then yeah. it's in. And then, so come a little Agreed. ready. What would you say to someone that's like, I don't know what I want to do, but I kind of want to be in like entertainment or I want to be in fashion because I get that a lot. So if you don't want if you don't know what you want to do, I think we always talk about but definitely figure out what you don't want to do. Right. That's yeah. more important. First of all, there is no perfect industry. Stop glamorizing anything. Tech. Yeah fashion, being an influencer, for sure. There are so many industries that are glamorized. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's just a job. If it pays the bills every two, every other week you get paid, that itself is checking off the box. Anything more than that, I think, is a privilege as a job. If you love it, mm-hmm. privilege. If you have coworkers you like, privilege, right? Totally agree. So have that expectation going in. And then if you want to work in a certain industry, apply, figure out, network. But if that industry is super competitive, like tech, like fashion, like entertainment, work in adjacent industries, right? Yeah, totally agree. You can, um, I say this a lot on this podcast, but I think a lot of people think they need to like get the high school degree and then go to college and like there's like an A to Z method. Right. And really like you can jump from A to F, then go back to C and like you don't have to go, I guess, in one strategic, like straightforward path. Like you can take a different path and adjacently get to where you want to be um which isn't the common route and i think a lot of people in specifically entertainment and kind of our world that's how they get their like dream mm-hmm. job is like not doing a normal well, typical I, route i would ask you isn't that how you feel when you had some corporate jobs and i'm sure you learned a lot from corporate oh yeah and then now you're navigating what mm-hmm. would you tell people i guess let's say they don't know what they want to do period that's tough because I like personally don't relate to that. 
same. I'm same, like, but also for people who are maybe okay, like, yeah, yeah. No, there are people that I understand they don't know what they want to do. Period. And I personally, it's hard for me to empathize, right? Because I don't understand. She has no soul. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it, it, it's just hard for me because I'm like, how can you not have any idea? Right. Right. Because deep down, I knew I've always wanted to be like in the YouTube world. Got right. It. I've always deep down like gravitated towards it. Same. I've always been a fan of it. Like um, even like I, I think it's if you have no idea what you want to do, you really need to look inward and be like, OK, what do I enjoy doing mm-hmm. in life? What do I like to do for fun? Is it am I a big sports fan? Is that am I like passionate about sports? Is that my thing because there's like a gazillion jobs you could go into a sports um am i great at math am i great at science and do i like those things i I think you really need to like have a moment with yourself like get your journal out and Mm -hmm. write down like maybe what you love and versus what you're good at and cross and cross yeah cross what you're match make those two things because that is your ideal career i think also i think taking like deciding for yourself do you want your job to just pay the bills? Yeah. Do you want it to be a creative thing? Yeah. Do you want to work to live or right. do you want to live to work? Right. You know? And like, I think setting that expectation, if you just want to get your paycheck every other week and have a job that you don't hate but you don't love, that's amazing too. And There's no shame. People, I respect when people find that out about themselves and own it. Own it. And then they have their whole free time and their hobbies to live their best life ever. Exactly. And they're like, I, this is the lifestyle I want to live. I need this amount of money in my salary. This, this is, is the, the job. This is the job's going to get me there. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's fine. And then I'm going to take that money and live this kind yes. of life. So I would say, I take that back. I'd say the first thing is, if you have no idea what you want to do, figure that out first. Mm-hmm. Are you working to live? Or are you living to work? Mm-hmm. Because I'm the type of person where I kind of live to work. Um, I don't know. I, I love, I love, my job is my life. Right. And I love it. Good. Um, but there are some people that I have friends that their job is what they go to during the day so that they can enjoy their life outside of it. Lucky enough, I feel like my job has amazing opportunities outside of the actual working part, even though it's considered work that is also fun for Good. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think figuring that out first and then do the list of things you like to do and the list of things you're good at and good. matchmaking those. I love it. I love it. Or what didn't you say? Yeah, I would say the same thing. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. How did you figure out what you like to do and how are you enjoying your job at Google? Because that's insane. So, like I was saying before, I've always loved marketing and, you know, that space. Mm -hmm. Did you always 
know what you wanted to do? I always knew I wanted to go in like business, marketing, mm-hmm. strategy, creative, all that mixed in one. And those industries are usually consulting or marketing, right? Or mm. tech. So once I landed the opportunity and I, it almost validated like, oh crap, I could actually do this and make a good living and do my dream job. And I'm super, I know that I'm very privileged to even say that I knew that had that moment early on. Mm-hmm. So I think landing that internship after being so discouraged and being rejected from almost every internship under the sun until I landed the Google one, which is crazy. How many do you think you applied to? My junior year, at least 100. I think I, same. Yeah. Like dead ass. How many times did I wear business professional to class? So many. Because I had an interview after. I was coffee chair. There was like an alumni event. Uh-huh. Did I look pretentious? Yes. But that's yeah. literally what it took yeah. and all those rejections. And I like to think that all those opportunities in those first rounds that didn't work out, the final rounds, I didn't get the opportunity. It all led up for me getting that call and being ready for that interview. Period. Because it was it my last you. one. Yeah, yeah. It prepared you. That's amazing. Um, so then I just really fell in love with this like consulting, marketing, business strategy, and the digital space. And that perfect mix was at tech. And I did my internship and had a really positive experience. I know some people don't have a positive experience after the internship, and that's amazing too, mm-hmm. and you can pivot. And so I'm doing that full time now, and I've been loving it. I'm on under Google, I'm on YouTube, I'm on YouTube Shorts, which is super fitting because I'm all things social media and snippets, snippets and short form video and TikTok. And it's a very lucky time for me to be Gen Z and young at a company like this where they're doing something super exciting. Well, you're their perfect employee. They are so great. And like, they love my social media stuff. They Mm -hmm. love my YouTube. They love my Instagram. And they're so supportive. Mm -hmm. And I've never been at a corporate company. Well, this is actually my first corporate company. But I feel like I felt so I feel so heard and seen and they want to hear my opinions and they Mm -hmm. I know it's also the product I'm on versus if I was on like the not so, you know, pushing the boundaries product. But it's been really great. Obviously, there's moments that I want to punch the wall because it's (laughs) me too. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody has every job they want to punch the wall. But at the end of the day, I'm so thankful and grateful. And it's this job that I feel like it is creative very data, statistics-driven, strategy-driven, and I get to really take my personal life skills of social media stuff, growing zero to whatever, and then bring that here. So it's been really, I I feel very lucky. Well, I think you are the perfect person for them to hire, and they're smart. They're smart cookies for that. Um, Speaking of, why do you think they hired you? So... To be f- transparent, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know why they hired me. I'm not in HR. I'm not in recruiting. Yeah. But but if you had to guess, if like, I had to guess, what are things about you that you think maybe stood out to them? So I was actually a business major, and then I did pre med. Mm. I wanted to go to medical school. Yeah, that was like a thing. That was a different chapter in my life. Interesting. And I love you know health tech, mm-hmm. biotech, food tech. I think that area is fascinating. Mm-hmm. The intersection between tech and science. And so I really vocalized that, and my resume showed that. Oh, this girl's interested in marketing and kind of the tech space and even healthcare. Mm. And I did mention in my little blurb. Google is pushing boundaries with like health tech and they are centralizing, you know, human technology and all this stuff. A lot of tech companies are going into healthcare, uh-huh. And so maybe they saw that as an interest. And I also put my little budding and small social media accounts at the very bottom. Uh-huh. I think I just had I just got monetized. So I just hit like 100,000 views total. No, that's great. Like just when I send that resume yeah. in and I had like maybe 5,000 subscribers. And funny enough, every interviewer ever at any company, including Google slash YouTube, always goes like, oh my gosh, you have a YouTube channel? It stands out. 
Yeah. And even if it's tiny, people think it's cool. Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to put it on your resume. I think it, we're now finally in an era where people are like, respect. Because yeah. people understand it's like time, effort, energy, and you have to have balls. And even if it's just a hobby. Yeah. They're like, oh, what do you post about? Yeah. And then it just goes into this it's really fun thing. I agree. I agree. Like, if you have a, any type of like social media, like whether it's a podcast with literally five followers. Yeah. Or a YouTube channel with like millions. Make sure you put that yeah, on your resume. Yeah, put them and see what they say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, put that in. And definitely, like, a clean resume. I had so many people destroy my resume front to back, inside out. Oh, really? Yep. And every time I send it to someone, they're like, all this feedback, the numbers, yeah. the action, tell the story. And so I think it's a mix of that. And uh, I was really prepared for the interview because I had, like, 30 interviews that you Period. know I did. And yeah. I didn't get the position. So, Yeah. What would you say are common denominators amongst my peers? Peers at Google that like someone that thrives at Google. Like what are the common denominators and characteristics? So, I mean, obviously, I don't know if it's just Google, but probably all of tech are very like mm-hmm. fast pacing and even, you know, in the influencer space, but definitely have to be a self-starter. I think people who are like initiators and doing things and like how can I get help and Getting things going is like so proactive. proactive. Yeah, being proactive is really key. Without someone telling them what to mm-hmm. do. And I know this sounds really corny, but s- smart. But not necessarily book smart, but just smart in different ways. Whether it's quick on your feed, whether it's strategy, whether it's you know working with people, whether it's networking in a way that's not snaky and slimy, but strategic mm. in a way. You know, just smart. And I, I don't mean that just by doing well in calculus. Mm, yeah. And although I'm sure a lot of those people also did well in calculus, <laughs> I did pretty well in calculus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just being a smart human being, if, if that makes sense, like a holistic, smart person and being kind. Word gets around really fast in every industry. Taylor and I just met and we already have circles that we know, good and bad, and it's mm-hmm. so quick. And then same thing in the tech space. I'm sure same thing in fashion, same thing in education. Everybody talks. Everybody knows everything. Mm-hmm. So just be a good person and be kind. Yeah. It's crazy because I just want to shout out people that maybe aren't the best at calc, for instance, and want to be in tech. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, for instance, I <laughs> I took like AP stats in high school, hey, right? That's okay. And I took I and I took calc and like I was not the best. I'm not a math and science girly, right? But I can handle my own and I know I'm strategic Good. in different areas of, of business and yep. life, yep. right? And there is, I'm sure, a position that I would thrive at at Google 100%. or someone like me would. And I just don't want that to discourage. You no, know what I mean? No. Like, um, There's others. so many people who actually come to this internship and program who didn't even go to top 20 schools. Yeah. You would think my entire cohort is all from like Harvard, Yale, Princeton. Uh-huh. Actually, not at all. Wow, I love that. And there's a lot of like... Um, historic black colleges there's also private schools liberal arts schools state schools you know like there's like state colleges and also big universities it's a good mix obviously there's always more work to be done Mm -hmm. and i know that there's problems at smaller and underrepresented uh, colleges that Mm -hmm. don't have you know they're not a target school but yeah tons of people who schools i've never even heard of yeah and people who didn't do well in calc who weren't even business majors who were like 
English majors. Nothing wrong with being an English major, but I guess if you wouldn't typically typically think typically think to go into marketing or business or strategy.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, you don't have to be good in calculus. You don't have to go to a fancy name brand school. Sometimes, obviously, going to a target school helps, but it's not impossible. And if you even look at my cohort, you can totally see what I'm talking about because I thought everyone there was going to be like Harvard kids,、uh-huh. and I was going to be. And I went to a very competitive school. That I'm very proud of, but I was like, I thought I was just gonna be holding Harvard kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get there, and it's such a great, diverse reputation.、Uh-huh. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even for me, like I feel like it's funny because some people, when I say I went to FITM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, I feel like some people are like, "Oh, you went to fashion school? Like lame, boo, corny to me." Where's your fashion designs? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then there's some people that are like. Oh, they, like the, it's like the girls that get it, get it, really get it, and they're like, "Oh shit, this girl、She、knows how to, to work." Dumb. Yeah, they're、mm-hmm. like, they're, "This girl knows how to work," and it's funny because I used to be like, I guess, I I don't know if insecure is the right wor- word, but I would f- feel not that confident when I was like trying to go for these big time internships, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I go to fit 'em," like, and I try to explain. It was like constant explaining, trying to prove myself. And now because、I'm、you like, didn't go to like a UCLA yeah, or a USC, but what's funny is like I'm like you have no idea like I'm actually your girl and you're missing out on me. Yeah, and I I don't know all that to say is like I think wherever you go to school, you can make the most of that experience、mm-hmm. or you cannot make、mm-hmm. the most of it. And I think w- regardless of where you go. Um, or what you do, or, or even if you don't go to school, sometimes the most successful people in the world don't even go to college.、Mm-hmm. Correct. And、um, I think that whatever you're doing, if you make the most of it, that's、yep. what stands out. Just optimize your decisions to your best,、mm-hmm. and be smart. Whether that's going to college, going to trade school, going to cosmetology school, right? Just be smart. Have a plan, and people, you are going to be successful, and people are going to respect that. Totally. It might take time longer than others for different paths, but. If you're smart about it, it'll work out. Yeah, it's crazy.、Um, when you say cosmetology school, that totally reminds me of like so many massive like business owners that literally started off going to cosmetology school, becoming a makeup artist, becoming a celebrity makeup artist, or like hair. I'm thinking of Jen Adkin. I don't know her、oh, like yeah, yeah. actual、um, background, background, but like now she has like a multi million dollar company. Way. I I can almost guarantee you she didn't go to Harvard. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? And she made it work. And like I don't know. I think that. If you find what you're a beast at、mm-hmm. and what you love and your passion, the world is truly your oyster. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of tech, YouTube, all the things, you are a master at like short form content. I know. I see the TikTok numbers.、Um, so I want to know when it comes to shorts. Yeah. What. Tell me a little bit about shorts. It's so new. Even for me, I I feel like I'm like ahead of the game with YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, who, what, where, when, why with shorts? You know what I mean. So、yes. can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah. So I'm gonna obvi- look up where Jen Adkin went to school. Yes.、Yeah, so obviously, I'm just speaking on behalf of me as a creator. But YouTube Shorts is, you know, it's the short shorter side of YouTube, as they say, and it's a great way. I think if you always want to start a YouTube channel and if you're kind of shy,、mm-hmm. post a short. Post like ten. Post like twenty.、Mm. No one's like following you on your YouTube like they are following on your Instagram. You have nothing to lose. And I always have that same mentality across social media. Period. But I think it's going to be a really exciting time. Obviously, I'm biased because I work there. But I have friends. Again, this is not like any official advice because this is just what my friends tell me. Totally. I have friends who've grown their YouTube channel from zero to one mil subs in six months from just shorts. That is insane. I'm like, I need to. 
You're like post tomorrow I don't in shorts. I post shorts yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For me, if you were, because you know my yeah. channel. Yes. Right. I okay. watch your videos Thank all the you. time. I'm very honored. So when you think of me, what do you think would be a good TK's short video? If I were making just just a video just for YouTube Shorts that lives on there and it's going nowhere else, what would you suggest for me to do? For me, I love. So not your Making Moves YouTube channel, but for your personal YouTube channel? My personal YouTube channel. Well, even think about, like, what do you like to post on Reels and what do you like to post on TikTok? It's funny because, because yes, there are things that I, like, like to post, which are, like, the trends or even, like, I guess fashion or just, like, tips and stuff. But, like, in my head, I'm still confused. I'm, like, I haven't figured out in my head. Like, your groove of it My all? groove of, like, Reels and TikTok. Like, in my head, it's so clear to me what a vlog and, like, a YouTube right. video is. Like, I feel like I've mastered, just because working with Alicia, like, I know in my head I see the vision right. for YouTube video. But with TikToks, Reels, and Shorts, it's so hard for me to be, like, what is my flair there? Well, I think, for me, what I love clicking on is, for example, I love your apartment. And how it looks. Thank so you. even quick, like, instead of doing a whole apartment tour, which I'm sure you will do uh -huh. to redesign your new place, doing, like, a 30-second version of it to a song. Oh, right? okay. Or, like, five apartment favorites. So I think I listened to your podcast where you mm -hmm. talked about how YouTube is not so producty anymore. We're not just, like, giving people product recommendations no, it's, anymore. it's personality. It's personality. But maybe if you still want a place where you want to share your favorite products. Oh. But you don't want to do a whole-ass video where you sit down and you go like, hey, guys, here's my favorite And talk about it for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay. You can just do a quick thing, and that's, like, easy, digestible content. Wait, love that. Yeah. My essentials as an influencer, right? Or Wait, okay, not me writing <laughs> this down. <laughs> getting, get ready with me to go to, like, my 9 to 5. It's, like, something quick, short, that is, no pun intended, short. <laughs> but something that's part of your arm. Um. Okay, love that. Now, my next question is for you. Do you think I should make a shorts channel or should I just post my shorts on my personal channel? I have seen friends who do both. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like I think you also talked about your I like to do my research when I come on. I listened to your last podcast. Oh, thank you. And I feel like we stopped doing separate channels now. Right. Yeah. So I think this is the same premise. I okay. mean, just centralize it all. No one's going to see a sh like. Let's say a short doesn't do as well. No one's going to be like, oh, lame and unsubscribe. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. not going to do that. So, yeah. Post, do what you want. Do the vlogs, the short, test it all out. I need to post. I want to commit like once a day, post one short. It's easy. It's easy. Like I should be don't, able to don't do Don't think that. about it. I know like obviously the product, um, you know, there's still things are changing and there's still a lot of room to grow. But I feel like I've even noticed so many YouTubers posting shorts these days. Have you? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I would agree. I need to become more of a consumer of shorts because I don't I'm not I'm not gonna lie like it's not often that I get on my phone or hardly ever I'm like going through the shorts um, tab on right. YouTube but I don't know for me I'm like I, I don't do that on Instagram either that's the only place the I do tab. that yeah the only place huh. I do that really is TikTok the for you page yeah yeah, I mean, I think that I have, like, favorite YouTubers and my friends who I love to watch their shorts because it's just, like, five five ways I'm wearing this tennis skirt. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to see it. It's I just, need to become a consumer, though, first, I think. I need yeah, to fall yeah, yeah. in love with it. Tap on some shorts and see what you're liking. And, I mean, all those things I said, I think that I would love to see from you. Me mm -hmm. being selfish viewer, <laughs> TK fan, would love to see from you and even just, like, 
five tips how to start a podcast. Yeah. Like that could be, do well in the making moves. You okay, know? question. I've, I've been noticing people put like hashtags in their short like caption or whatever. Yeah. Is that recommended? I think I personally, I, I, I personally don't even know. So I have friends who do that and all that uh-huh. and post it goes great and other friends who do nothing and so it goes trial great. and error. Trial and error. Same thing with like early TikTok and early Instagram reels. You're so right. I think even now there's, we don't have a formula for what works on TikTok mm-hmm. or reels and frankly like in social media in general. So try everything out. A-B test everything. Post five this way. Post five that way. Post 30 this way. See mm-hmm. what works. Watch in a six month period and then observe and re-strategy. And then do you think shorts is something that every creator should be taking super seriously? I think every creator should be on all the new things. All the new things. And, uh, you know, it's YouTube. It's such a fun place to explore. And if that's somewhere you want to be, I recommend me as Angelica Song. I tell all my creator friends to get on, of course, shorts. Get on Pinterest. Get on LinkedIn. There's so many untapped. I love the LinkedIn idea. I'm writing this down. Yeah, and Not like, me t- literally taking notes. On LinkedIn, once a week, why don't you post like three influencer secrets and learn working for an influencer? On Monday. Do that every Monday. Hashtag influencer. Hashtag. And be like, follow along for like inside industry and build your name for yourself, not only from other influencers or even, yes, having followers or people who like your content is one thing, but other people who work at brands can see that. Other people who are hiring can see that. People from Warner Brothers, people from CAA, people from different like professional scene. If you start building your persona on LinkedIn as this like zeitgeist expert influencer who works for a best influencer your influencer practices Mm. whatever that is you can just do something like that on mondays like three things or two two brands that are killing it with working with influencers or five things to know about how to make viral content organically i love that you're really good at the way you think with like five things to do this is so like that's what the internet loves and i need to think more like that and linkedin is such a good place for that it is because they're going to be like "Ooh, this girl is giving such good tips people who are probably older than you yeah yeah these like they're looking for their gen z slash zillennial which i like to call us experts Uh so be that that person for them and then you can do panel opportunities you can speak you can be love that build your network not just for younger people but also for older people Great advice. Because um, older people are those who are hiring you. Yeah, that's and paying so the true. Speaking of that, do you think there's ever a life for me in like working in tech or working, um, I guess, at a big like name company again? Like, do you see me ever doing that? Selfishly, I really think you could totally kill it. Really? Yeah. Because. I'm like here. I'm just You're, like narcissistically you asking work in corporate, <laughs> and this not me giving you like career like ten year plan. Yeah, you worked in corporate, killed it, and then decided to work for like an entrepreneur type, yeah. you know, self employed type thing, and you have great numbers and action impact right now. Being Gen Z, who knows social media, who understands digital space, understands really what drives consumer behavior, consumer engagement, loyalty, real customers that turn to fans, turn to community, right? That knowledge is so important to corporate America right mm. now. They're hiring tons of agencies who, frankly, a lot of them are uh, not in touch with how quick social media is moving mm-hmm. and how fast the world is moving. And Gen Z is really the future of everything. And I'm not to say that other generations are not important. Please don't come for me. But right now, <laughs> I think a lot of companies are like tuning in what Gen Z cares about. What's yeah. the lingo? What brands do they care about? And that knowledge is so important. And so you can take that. And I think you can make... S- a lot of money and a lot of impact at big companies driving that division or being that liaison mm. or being that head because 
you know, they're paying so much money to outsource that information or get like or hire an agency or agency something. to give them like a last three months trends report that's yeah. three months overdue and they're still saying like a renegade, you know? I know. Or they're way past the trend. I, I completely agree. It's so funny. You can tell when a brand like has like a Gen Z person running their account versus like they're a way boomer. behind because like they're just it, it's like the girls that get it that get it yep. i don't know how else to describe it it's so funny and i actually think that like i know we talk about this a lot but like do you want to maybe or one well, day um i just i think about the future a lot like alicia and i talk about this all the time because we're like what if this all crashed and burned and like you know how vine was just like gone and we, we thought tiktok was gonna die yeah. or whatever like what if this tomorrow it's like s- you know, you just never know. Even, like, people are going to... They drop, like, flies, mm-hmm. like, in this industry. And I'm like, what if one day just, like, people just are canceled. not interested <laughs> in me? Or I get canceled. Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I I love this industry so much. I want to get everything I possibly can out of it and feel like I can, like, provide so much value in certain areas. Yeah. So I just like to think, like, you know, in 10 to 20 years, am I going to be wanting to, like, vlog, like, my kids? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I see myself more, like on the corporate side or working with other talent mm-hmm. or consulting or I don't know. And so I just like to ask because no, I you totally never know. And never um, say never. And I think you could do a little bit of both. Yeah. I actually wish that YouTube was better at having more of a personal relationship with their creators. Cause I know I'm way smaller and I don't have like a YouTube partner manager. I don't either. <laughs> but like someone like Alicia has a YouTube partner manager, but at the end of the day, like they're only getting as close as like they can get. Like I, I wish that we could give more feedback, even from a smaller creator. Like there's so many people my size that want to grow. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wish that I could directly talk to YouTube and like, get some advice, get some advice and give some advice more. Right. And I'm like, how can we like make that more of a catalyst or I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm like all about community. Me too. Are you in any slacks or discords with other creators or group chats where you guys like, I, I'm in a few. I'm in group chats with other creators, not not any Slacks or Discords. Because I, because during the pandemic where I met a lot of my creator friends, like uh-huh. we would use Slack and Discord to like talk about brand deals or like growth oh. strategy or like, hey guys, which thumbnail's better? That's and, like, interesting. Yeah, so I have a ton of group chats. I have a group chat that's a group chat that's called Thumbnails, <laughs> and a bunch of YouTubers are in it, and we'll like send it, and they'll like favorite their thumbnails favorite. Thumbnails like ninety eight percent. Yeah. It's, like, the most important. The title, like, I don't read people's titles. I just look at the thumbnail. So, anyway, we'll, like, send in there and they'll and people will give feedback. And if if they're not on their phone, they're not on their phone. They don't respond. But even having, like, one or two people be like, oh, for sure, this one's better. It's so helpful. So, I think I just need to, like, I want to host more of those community opportunities. We should host, like, like, a dinner. <gasps> be a casual thing, like coffee like a YouTuber, or a bar. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Oh my gosh, Alicia would live. <laughs> Wait, we'll talk offline. She also, yeah, she <laughs> loves, like, I've learned so much for her and I'm so grateful to have her at, just, like, even, I, I have her number, like, being able to, like, text her anytime. Like, she's so passionate about creators and, like, hearing them out and, like, right. even helping with their mental health and, like, even being able to be, like, no, like, s- this strategically works better. Or, like, right. this thumbnail or, like, the way you do this or the algorithm. Like, right. she's so good and passionate with all that. And, like, I just want to be, like, an ounce of what she is to for others, like, on the internet and just who are, like, who geek out about it, too. Well, that's what, like, I feel like you were kind of to me when I reached out. <laughs> oh, thank and you. And we had dinner and... 
I feel like you and I are really the antithesis of a gatekeeper. We're like gate openers. <laughs> yeah. We like we share We're like, too much. Here. Alicia's like, you need to stop. <laughs> We're like, here's an email. Here's a screenshot. Like, take yeah, it. Right. Exactly. And I have a friend similar to like your Alicia. Her name is Amanda Rachel Lee. I don't uh-huh. know if you know her. Uh-uh. She's a huge YouTuber. And she's like bullet journal queen. If you look up bullet journaling, she'd probably seen her video. She, no way. She owns that whole category inside Period. out. And bullet, journaling's, bullet journaling is iconic. I bet Alicia follows her because she loves that shit. No, she's literally queen of that category. Wow. She's huge. And she took time. To, we, a friend connected us. She took time to like send like three long ass paragraphs to me. Now she's one of my great, great friends here. Uh-huh. And genuinely just a friend now. Yeah. And these like. It's always the people who are, I think, just so secure in themselves uh-huh. at any size, whether they're like your size or Alicia's size uh-huh. or Amanda's size, that they feel comfortable to like give back because they know there's room for everybody and everyone wins, everyone gets more money, everyone's everything. Totally. And also, though, like she sees that ball of fire within you and she's like, damn, like this girl's just as she has it and I have it too. And it's like, it's fun to bond over something you. You guys have in common. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like yeah. just like any finance bro, if like an older finance bro finds a younger, fiery, passionate finance bro, like that's more fun to work with. It yeah. is. It's just inevitably. Now I guess I'm thinking more fun. Out, I, I might have been too rough on the finance bros. I'm just kidding, guys. No, it's okay. Finance <laughs> bros need to step up their dating game. It's like you can't just talk about crypto. Yeah, exactly. Like and you have like thirty it. bucks. I in know there. what an NFT is, dude. Like, I get it. You have like fifty bucks in there. Yeah. Period. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I think that what you're doing is so cool. What is your favorite thing about your job? My favorite thing about my job is that I get to do work that. I get to see and touch, right? So working in tech, that's one of the coolest things is like the product, you use it, you see it. I know some people work like B2B or even agency work yeah. where you do the work and, it, and the hands go off, right? Mm. But it's so fulfilling to work on teams and projects where you literally see what you're doing and then in a few months, the whole public gets to see it. Yeah, And it's like mini launches like you guys, right? Uh-huh. When you, but yeah, it, it's, it's really exciting. To, that's the most fulfilling part is like, Making taking that magic and the science and the data and the product and then understanding the user, bridging that gap, and that's really where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. I, I love that so much. And you, one of like my favorite things about you is that you're like a working girl, and then you have the influencer stuff, like I do. And it is way easier said than done, or like than it looks. I yeah, yeah. our sleep schedules. We yeah, can't talk non-existent. About it. Um, so I want to hear like a little bit. I know we're gonna wrap up soon, but like, what would you say? Like, how do you manage it all? How do you do it all? Because you can have it all, but how do you do it? I think to be transparent, and maybe you agree with me too, time management is freaking hard, and I think almost nobody can do it. Yeah. And so doing both is really, really hard, and I have so much respect for you and everyone else to do it because there are weeks are like, after your 9 to 5, and I'm sure after you're done with your Alicia work, you literally just want to go home, slam your laptop, and watch TV and like not and change. Out. Yeah. yeah, and literally not move a muscle. Yeah, and then you're like, oh crap, I have to post content. Oh, I didn't uh-huh. post my Instagram story, or I'm not updating them. And you even like can't get on. I'm not trying to complain, but like normally you would get home and you'd like get on social media to like decompress. But for me, I'm it's like, like thinking. No, I want to <laughs> like yeah, I want to like look at what my friends have posted. But then it's like fork like I have to post now or like I'm thinking oh, about trend or yeah. Like, that's, it, yeah I totally get it so I sometimes I'm just like no no fun. I'm watching euphoria which yeah. I haven't started yet but I will <gasps> you have to watch it 
I, I, I was told to watch it after season two is done so I can just binge all of it. Oh, uh, okay. What do you think? Uh, I think start now. Start now? Okay. Yeah, because by the time that you like finish it all, we'll be like close to the end of the season. Okay, fine, fine. Oh, I can finish a show so quickly. Okay. I think do it. Start okay. it. It's, it's fun to like be in it and then like the TikToks the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fun. Something about Rue and Cassie. And- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you think that, like, the time management... It's hard. Um, I, I tried... Do you do content days where you, like, film content? Yes. Edit days? Basically, if I have makeup on and I'm, like, ready, I'm trying to milk the shit out of it. Same. I'm trying to get as much as I can done. We should have content days. We should. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be so helpful. Yeah. Do you, like, what? how do you make time to make content? I usually try to do it in the morning, like get up a little earlier because my manager actually is on the East Coast. So oh. um, he works East Coast hours. So I just come on. Like I work. I try to wake up an hour or two earlier, edit a little. How, what time is that? Like 730. Oh, OK. Not what time do you have to be in the office? Well, I'm right now it's volunteer. So I work can from be, home. work from home or go in the office. I like to go into like get my food and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I work. I start work around nine. Okay. So 7.38, I, will, I have a clear agenda. Let's get a morning routine reel in. Let's pick out a work outfit and, like, film yeah. that. And then so I could, like, go to the office. Yeah. Um, and then, honestly, I really, really try after my 9 to 5 to just grind it out. You know it is. You yeah. just You just have to put your head down and do it. Uh-huh. Um, and then weekends, I do reserve to get a lot of content in, plus trying to also have a social life. Yeah, exactly. That, are you, like, relating to a lot of what I'm oh, saying? Oh, my God, yeah. Because there's, like, a, it's a triangle. It's, like, work, social life. Or it's like real job, social life, influencer job. Yeah. And then it's like sleep. Where does that go? What's your sleep schedule like? I'm the type of person that like I can't not sleep. Same. You know? So I, I kind of need like at least seven, eight hours. I so can function on seven and eight. I on function seven, eight. around seven. Or yeah. I even can function under like six, six or seven. I know. But like I I don't like to do that. Yeah. Um. Also, like, I have to get a workout in. Uh, it's like, every it's day? hard. Yeah. Or try. I try and work out every day or do something active. Um, so, yeah, I I would say I go to bed at like midnight or one. Same. And then I wake up at like seven. Seven, eight ish. Yeah. Me too. If I sleep into like nine or 10, it is a great day. That's normally the weekend. Same. Like, if I can. But sometimes it's hard for me to sleep that long. Oh, really? My toxic trait is I can sleep like 13 hours on a weekend if you let me. <laughs> That's amazing. I think it's because mainly the curtain or like the shade in my room isn't blackout. Oh. So like it's kind of hard to yeah. sleep through that. It's hard doing the both. Yeah. We're figuring it out. But we you don't can have do answer. it all. You yes. know, and I think the main thing that the misconception I had in my head is like what I envision for a YouTube video a perfect YouTube video is just not how mine are going to be. And accepting that and moving forward is okay. And yeah, I can still grow and I can still be a big YouTuber and respected Absolutely. in the space if it's not up to my expectations. And how cool is it knowing that I'm uploading a video that people still think's good and I'm like, this isn't even my best. You told me. Right? Yeah, you were like... Live is best. Yeah. Up and uploaded is best. Yes. You're, she's Even like, if it's shitty. She's like, I don't care what time it is, Angelica. Just get it up there. I upload my shit at like 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's crazy. And she's people, like, people who see it, we'll see it. No, and also people are like, fork yeah, like I couldn't sleep. And I'm watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm big on like launch now, adjust later, because that was my biggest... Barrier. Yeah. Me too. That was my biggest, like, uh, that was my, the, the thing that held me back the most is just like not thinking it was perfect and then not uploading it. And actually like any, 
even if it's shitty, I think upload it. Yeah. Because like consistency is key. And like being top of mind, momentum is mm-hmm. huge on the internet. And not everything is going to go viral. Not everything is supposed to go viral. And sometimes the things that I think are the shittiest are, is what goes viral. It's weird. My most, the video I hated the most has my most views on YouTube with like 500k views. Really? What is it? It's not that I didn't like it. It's just not me. But it was like, I started this trend on YouTube guessing student majors on campuses. So I get, oh my God. Yeah. So that video was like, I'm not a social experiment channel. I don't want to be an interview channel. Yeah. But I posted it and then like, it blew up. That's crazy. It, it, it blew up. It didn't like blow up, but it has like a half a million views or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's the video I don't love the most. And I never really did it again because that's like not what, that's not my speed of my channel. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting. It's always the videos you, uh, about it that kind of get a lot of views and you're like, really? Yeah. That's how, it's so funny. Like, the stupidest shit that I, like, throw together, it's a last-minute vlog, last-minute TikTok, that's what blows up. It's always And, of up. course, the stuff you put, like, 40 hours in, it's, like, probably one of your worst. But <laughs> but you know what's cool is, like, I'm proud of the video, so yep. it doesn't even bother me that much. Me I'm too. like, I'm proud of this. It's fun for me to look back on. It's actually something I'll rewatch of mine. You know what I mean? Like, my Hawaii vlog has, like, the least views, but that was, like, my most special one. Yeah, and that's, like, a memory. What's cool about YouTube, too, is, like, essentially it is, like, a video diary. Time capsule. Like, yeah, like, it's, like, so cool watching back on even, like, last year's or even my pandemic vlogs where I'm, like, holy shit, like, we did not know what was going to happen to the world at this time and like watching how I acted and like what I looked like and just all the things. It's like, it's a time capsule. Yeah. So cool. Well, anyway, Angelica has been, this has flown by. I know it's been a privilege having you on. Thank you so much for coming <gasps> and spreading your knowledge to the world because you have so much insight and I just respect the hustle that you have so much. Thank you so much. I mean, that's how I feel about you. And I feel like that's <laughs> why we you. got along. I know. That is why we get along because we get each other. We're both crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it takes a little bit of crazy. To, uh, yeah. yeah. And I own it. Oh, I own it too. Oh, I know <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm batshit. Um, is there any, for people that want to get into tech or want to do a little bit of piece of what you do, can they reach out to you or what would be the best way or don't? What would you say? <laughs> so I... Follow me on LinkedIn. I, I post Perfect. little articles there. My YouTube and my TikTok and Instagram, I give as many tips as I can. Um, and if you do send me a DM, I try to get to every DM. I'm not, like, once a month, I'll, like, go through all of them and clear them all out. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I'll send audio messages, too. Okay, so, I do audio it's messages. It's quick and yeah. fast, and it's great. So I will try my best. But I've answered pretty much every single question inside out about career, tech, doing both on my Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. So follow. So definitely go check me out there. Just, what is it? It's Angelica Song on YouTube and underscore Angelica Song on TikTok and Instagram. Amazing. And Angelica Song on LinkedIn. So yeah, but if you have a specific question, I'll try to answer. Um, I'll, I'll try Don't ask dumb questions, guys. <laughs> go creep on her first. <laughs> yeah. There's so much out there. Yeah. You guys can all kill it. Anyway, do you have a quote you live by or saying? Um, rejections, redirection. Whoa. Love that. Rejection is redirection. redirection. Okay. Everything that's come to me that's been great has been coming after a lot of rejection. Pivot, The whole baby. one door closed, three doors open thing. Yeah. Love that. Live by it. How about okay. you? Uh, I like if you think you're beaten, you are. Ooh. So the, here, I'll say the whole poem. I say it on here all the time. It's my dad literally ingrained this in my brother and I's heads. It's if you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but don't think you can, it's almost a sense you won't. If you think you'll lose, you're lost. 
for out in this world will find success. Success begins with the fellow's will. It's all in the state of mind. Oh my God. That's like a mind over matter thing, huh? Yeah. So it's like literally in any aspect, whether it's like me going on a run, I'm like two miles in, I'm like, I can't do the third. This is your mind telling you you can't do the third. You know what I mean? Or not thinking you could get the job. Or even if you're having a bad day, you're not in the mood to film. Like, it's all in your it's mind. It's all if in you, your head. Seriously, or even going on a date. Like, if you think you're beaten, you already are. Like, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. I, I, I say it to Alicia literally by the minute. Oh like, my, I'm we say it to that. each other all the time. Anytime we're stressed out, she's like, bitch, if you think you're beaten, you are. It's in your head. It's a great quote. Okay, it I'm going to really start saying is. that. Yeah, but I like that rejection is redirection. Absolutely. There's another one I love. Oh, well, this is, everyone knows it. Comparison is the thief of joy, mm-hmm. which I agree on mm-hmm. the internet. There's one other that I really love. I'm trying to think of what it is. It'll come to me later, I'm sure. But Subscribe to the next episode and you'll see the next yeah, quote. <laughs> and you'll see the next quote. Anyway, guys, go check out Angelica. Um, she has so much insight on her content and it's very quick pace and just like easy to learn from. So I definitely recommend. And be sure to rate, review, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram at TK's Juicy Polls and follow our podcast Instagram. We're always posting reels, fun, insight stuff on there. Juicy stuff, polls. And be sure to make someone's day this week. Peace. Love you.